Thank you for listening to Phase One Sports Podcast. In today's episode, the crew is back and we preview week 15 of the NFL. Thank you for always listening to Phase One Sports Podcast, a proud sponsor of Bar Harbor Sellers. Hi, it's Eric from Bar Harbor Cellars Winery, located in Bar Harbor, Maine. Bar Harbor Cellars is a family-owned and operated winery for almost two decades. And we have a very simple philosophy. When you want to make great wine, use great fruit. Our method is to source the fruit of our wines based on the quality, not fashion. We work with independent growers throughout Europe and North America who practice safe and sustainable viticultural methods, allowing us to make wines across a wide spectrum. We're able to offer simple fruit wines with some delicate sweet notes, all the way up to big, bold varietal reds and crisp and delicious whites. Whether it's apples and blueberries from our backyard here in the state of Maine, or the delicate Pinot Noir grapes of Northern Italy, We truly enjoy crafting these delicious, interesting natural wines for you to enjoy. So when you're in Bar Harbor, please visit us at Bar Harbor Cellars. And if you need to, visit our website. Let us see if we can ship our wine to you. BarHarborCellars.com. That's BarHarborCellars.com. Select your favorite wine from our wine vault, and we'll see about shipping it to you. And now... Let's ship you over to the premier sports team on the stereo app, the Phase One Sports Crew. And to you, our guests, and to the Phase One team, we raise a glass and say salute. What's, what's good? Yeah, I think Yo, the connection, it just dropped off everything. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on, man. You know, stereo, man, they, they've been having these problems, man, like, all the time, man. Wow. Nothing, nothing. Yeah, there, stereo, yeah, Saeed was telling me that stereo's been having a lot of issues when it comes to well getting back now that we're all back on getting back to what i was saying i was i was watching the games yesterday and you know they were showing all the teams that have locked up playoff spots or in contention to win their divisions and teams that are still mathematically in it and let me tell you something it's amazing to me and i don't want to spend much time on it but you guys may have noticed it too. It's amazing to me to see how many teams with like five and eight records are still mathematically in the playoffs. And that just goes to show you the parody that's in the NFL. Yeah. Or like the weakness of the uh, NFC. <laughs> it's a oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. I think the, the NFC is probably one of the weakest conferences. Like you have a bunch of five, eight, eight and teams. You have the NFC South, which is a mess. But somebody has to win, win that division, host a home playoff game, which I think the NFL needs to get rid of. Like, 
I know if you win your conference, not your conference, but your division, you'll have a chance at a home playoff game. But the fact that potentially Tampa Bay or Carolina, no, no, Carolina's probably out. Yeah, Carolina's eliminated. But um, Atlanta, Tampa, or New Orleans can host the playoff game is, is absurd to me. But, hey, it's the NFL, and one of these teams have to get in. So, um, let's, let's, before we talk about stuff that everybody wants to talk about today, um, I guess just a quick recap of the three games we had yesterday. And I haven't been too busy in the chat room because I've got a lot of stuff going on up in Maine, but today's a quiet Sunday. But the game that most impressed me yesterday, because I, I think this team needed to right the ship was Detroit's just absolutely demolishing of the Denver Broncos. Because in my opinion, the last two games that Detroit has had, I think if they would have pulled out victories, that that would have been really good statement games for them going into the playoffs. Like, this is not your same old Lions team. Um, So I think yesterday's big win against a surging Denver Bronco team really held well for the Detroit Lions and and their chances going into the playoffs. Um, Indy just absolutely drubbed Pittsburgh. The the Steelers are absolutely falling apart right in front of our eyes. It'll be interesting to see what happens in the early part of the off season as it pertains. And I can't even believe I, I could echo these words, but, and I am echoing them from other people that it, it is a time for just a parting of the ways with the Steelers and, and Mike Tomlin and man, coach of the year up in Indianapolis. I mean, three different, four different quarterbacks. He's done an absolutely incredible job up there. And, Cincinnati Bengals, who are they going to beat them Bengals? I'll tell you what, they got the Remington rifle in their backup quarterback yesterday. Um, I mean, real quick, what do you guys think about the three games that kind of teed it up yesterday? So I'll I'll start with Cincinnati. and The culture change that happened in Cincinnati because you lose Joe Burrow for the year. A lot of people had them dead. I think I even had them dead. I never had the chance to speak about it. But that culture changed because the old Cincinnati Bengals would have just folded up the table and went home. So now you got a team that can actually compete for a wild card team. Drake Browning has looked, you know, he's looked good. He he looks like a backup quarterback at times, but then at times you can see that Cincinnati has weapons. Uh, Jamar Chase goes down late in that game, but you still have um, Tyler Boyd and T. Higgins, especially that catch that I think Higgins made in the end zone uh, where he caught the ball and then just extended to make that touchdown. That, that just goes to show you. So I think Cincinnati's a lock. Um, they're definitely going to make a postseason. But the team I'm disappointed in, and PJ, you probably say the same thing, is Pittsburgh. I picked Pittsburgh to win that game. I I, I don't know what's going on in Pittsburgh. I don't know if it's I, – I, I don't think they're firing Mike Tomlin because if they do, there's going to be a line. I can see a bunch of teams firing their head coach to get Mike Tomlin. Um I just think it's an off year for them. You know, eventually, you can't have all those winning seasons and not have a losing season. So, eventually, it was going to catch up to them. The offensive coordinator is gone, so you don't really have nobody to blame. The defense, they made plays yesterday, but it wasn't a, a lot. 
you don't really have you don't have a leader in there. Like your best player is George Pickens, but he's not a leader. Kenny Pickett can't stay healthy, but this is year two for him, so they bringing him back. You miss Trubisky is Mr. Trubisky. Like I think we all were scratching our heads when they signed him last year. We was like, there's really no point. Um, he he's he was a franchise. He was number one pick or number two pick in in, in the draft, and it just looks like he just can't get anything going. Um, so I'm disappointed in Pittsburgh, and then I'm actually surprised that Cincinnati's still alive. Well, I'll go. Can you guys hear me? Loud, yes, loud and clear, stranger. Yeah. Loud and clear. All right, I can hear you, man. All right. So, <clears throat> um, with Detroit, I believe that they needed this win just to get back on track. Um, and the last two games that they played was against divisional opponents, which no, no, them as you know, if you play a divisional opponent, you play them twice a year, and you study them more than anybody else in, in, in the league. So those games are, all, are always a toss-up regardless of the um, the record. So, But Detroit needed to get back on track with actually a pretty good defense, uh, a bounce-back de- defense, just to legitimize what they've been going through all year. Um, so that's what I took from that. As far as the Broncos, I believe that Sean Payton is is getting. I mean, honestly, Sean Payton didn't want. Um, he didn't want Russell Wilson to to be honest with you. I, I think he would rather have um, Justin Herbert. Um, I believe if he would have waited one more year and would have still been on with Colin Cowherd on Fox. He would have definitely got that job at, um, I was going to say San Diego, L.A. with the Chargers. Um, uh, as far as Pittsburgh and that game, Pittsburgh needs a quarterback. And Pittsburgh has been looking for a quarterback ever since um, Ben Roethlisberger had, had that elbow surgery. Um, Kenny Pickett, it's not it. He's a backup at best, of course, Mitch is a backup at best, <clears throat> and Mason Rudolph is a backup at best. So they got a bunch of backups out there playing for for them. Because you know, um, and, and the one thing I know about Mike Tomlin, he knows how to draft wide receipt wide receipt receivers. Because if you could see, he drafted Antonio Brown, Emmanuel Sanders. Um, think he was number 88 then he went to the Raiders I forget his name uh and forgive me but when when it comes to me I'll say his name um basically he he knows how to pick skill and position players but it's he has been not great with quarterbacks right so uh, they're going to struggle. They're going to be up and down due to his coaching. I believe they're going to be a winning organization. He he will e- either be nine and eight or ten and seven. I'm gonna be honest with you. Like he will find a way. Like that's how good his uh, coaching is. Like he he will find a way to motivate his players. 
uh, to get him a, a, above 500. Um, I, be, be, I, I, I will slightly disagree with Kason. They do have a defensive lead, leader in uh, TJ Watt, but they don't have an offensive leader or, you know, because of what they had to go through with Mike Canada and the new offensive co coordinator. And really, they're very vanilla. They're, they're a, a vanilla offense with for, a Ferrari skill players. Right, because they they have Najee Harris and number thirty, which wh whose name escapes me right 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 now, George Pickens and number eighteen, who is disgruntled because he's not getting the ball. Um, their offensive line is it, it leaves much to desire, but um, they have been better for for the last five weeks, and um, I will leave it as that. Yeah, that's it. That's all I got. Yeah. I, I, I Before, Saeed, I'm sorry. I just want to make one note on the Steelers, and it's really more of a question to you guys. Much like the 20-year sustained success that we'll never see again of the Patriots, we see what's happening now with the Belichick way and the influence and the production on the field from the Patriots this season. Well, the Steelers, rightfully so, should be lauded for their three head coaches in the last 65 years. Um, and you make good points about Tomlin's ability to draft. But in, in my opinion, I think the Steelers have missed on quarterbacks, and I think they've missed on receivers lately. And you could argue, some would argue, they may be missed on Najee Harris as well. So should Steeler fans be worried in a same scenario in sort of a way of sustained success could possibly breed contempt? And is the message in Pittsburgh just not getting across in the same way and similar reasons that it's not getting across in New England? Is it time for a different voice? Go ahead, Saeed. Um, is it, you are you changing up to New England? Belichick. No, no, no. You can so you can talk about the games. I'm just making a oh, point it's, about the it's Steelers. It's, yeah. I'm just I'm just making a point about the Steelers. Yeah. Um. Cool. Um. Yeah. I mean, first of all, all three games were great. Um. Even though okay, the final game was it, it did get one sided. Obviously, towards you know in the second half when the Lions and Broncos game, but. I mean, I felt like it was a good slate of games on Saturday. You know, just all three teams in contention for the playoffs. Also, the Lions in contention for the NFC North title, or at least now they're getting closer and closer to winning that title. Um, so, yeah, three great games. Um, all teams are in in uh, in the thick of things for the postseason as well. So, it's a great um, Bengals Vikings. Um, I didn't watch that game actually, so I'm not going to comment too much on it. But I got to give a shout out to Jake Browning, man. Like. Um, he got cut by the Minnesota Vikings, I believe. I think it was this past uh, training camp, or I think last year. But he did get cut by the Vikings. So the fact that you know he went up against them, um, and you know didn't look back, just balled out and played, played brilliantly. I mean they were down uh, seventeen and three. So you know, so the fact that they came back, you know, from from, from multiple touchdowns, 
you know, I think in the was it in the fourth quarter, I believe, or second half at some point, they came back from two touchdowns. It's it's really impressive, you know, and and uh, you know, shout out to Jake Browning for playing lights out again. You know, we saw what he did on Monday Night Football against Jacksonville, um, and obviously he did the same here again against the Vikings. So, and now he's got and now he's got the Bengals. I think as the sixth seed as it stands in the AFC, you know, eight and six and you know, pretty much doing really good position in pole position for one of those two, uh, one of those uh, last two wildcard spots, you know, and there's like what, six, seven teams that are like, I uh, either like seven and six or seven and seven. Like it's so tight in there, you know, and it's so important for the Bengals. I think it was more important for the Bengals to win than the Minnesota Vikings just because the NFC, we said it earlier on the show, it's a lot weaker, you know, so if the Vikings were to lose, it's not like they've lost so much ground. You know, because the teams below them, you know, it's it's not as tight, you know, as the AFC. Like we saw with the Steelers, they came into the game against the Colts as the uh, as the seventh seed, and now they're down to <laughs> now they're down at the eleventh spot, you know, in the seeded. So out of the out of the playoff um, out of the playoff spots, now they're in the hunt, pretty much like holding their last breath. So, you know, so it can show it does show that you know one loss now in this AFC loophole that we're in, in this cluster of teams that are in that 7-6, and 7-7 seven and seven record, that, you know, one loss can really be a massive difference, especially if you play against your fellow AFC opponent, although the, although the Bengals did play an NFC opponent. So it's not like if they look, if they lost that game, it's it's not complete, you know, it's not the end of the world in, there in terms of tiebreaker uh, implications. But going into the Steelers-Colts game, um, yeah, that was... I mean, Steelers started off really well, man. I mean, you know, I mean, to score on their first drive and then, you know, go up by 13 points, you know, it looked like, it looked like to me the Steelers were going to actually go out and win this game. And and then suddenly, once again, you know, the offense just continues to, to be an absolute letdown and to, continues to be an absolute stinker, you know. And I said this in the group chat to PJ, you know, I, fe- I felt like ben, Big Ben's comments were valid. He was more he was talking about the culture in the offense, you know. And he wasn't specifically saying the defense, you know. No one's going to question the Steelers' defense, you know. They they're playing their hearts out, they're balling out. But it's like there's only so much that they can do when the offense is not putting up points. They can't hold teams to to under ten points at every game or under twenty or under fourteen. Like it's not sustainable. We saw that with the Jets last year. And even earlier this year, like, you know, no matter how great of a defense you have, if the offense stinks, you know, <laughs> like, come on. Like, they're, they're not going to do, like, the defense is not going to, like, hold teams. And, like, we're not questioning the Steelers' defense. We feel sorry for their defense. You know, they've got leaders. They've got dogs in there. They've got, you know, Cam Hayward, you know, TJ Watt, Mika, Mika Fitzpatrick. Like, they've got leaders. They've got stars in those positions, like, in the defensive side of the ball. But there's not much they can do um, at this rate. The offense continues to stink. I mean, with Matt Canada as the OC, they were averaging 16 points a game. And then now without Matt Canada, you know, with the interim offensive coordinators that they have, it's averaging 14 points per game. (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? I mean, look, it doesn't help that they have Mitchell Trubisky starting, but I don't think it would have been that big of a difference if Kenny Pickett had started. I don't, like, I'll be honest with you. Like, Kenny Pickett, like, like, He's a below average, like a high, you know, he's like a um, an upper echelon backup quarterback. 
That's what I see. A, a low-level starting quarterback, you know, who, you know, like if you put him on a team like the Steelers who oh, they have a great defense, but let's say if the offensive coordinator is not good, you know, and there's been some issues, some, there's been some issues with the offensive line as well, like at times, you know, if there's no structure offensively for, for a quarterback like Kenny Pickett, he's not going to play well, plain and simple, you know, so, I mean, you know, if they give, look, I, I'm not going to say the Steelers should get a new quarterback, um, I would, I, I mean, I would leave that to PJ, um, you know, but I think I'll, I think I know where he's going to go with this. But I think I think questions have to be asked about Kenny Pickett. Like that's the, that's as far as I'll go. Like meaning questions need to be asked about Kenny Pickett. Is he the guy as well? Because you know we've seen with Matt Canada, like he's not great. You know he's ter- pretty much terrible. We get that now he's gone, and obviously Kenny Pickett's been injured. So and obviously Mitch Trubisky, in my opinion, he's not a backup level quarterback. He's I mean, I, I'm not a fan of, of Mitchell Trubisky. Mason, I don't think Mason Rudolph makes that big of a difference either. But um, but there are issues offensively with the Steelers, man. Um, we'll see where they lie. But they've got, really, they got a tough schedule to finish out. Really, really tough. All three teams that they got in their three remaining games are playoff caliber teams or teams that are like in, in the thick of things in the playoffs. You've got the Bengals coming up and then you've got the Seahawks. And then you got the Ravens. I mean, if you're a Steelers fan like PJ is, you better hope the Ravens get the number one seed, you know, locked up, you know, maybe a game or two before the final regular season game so that they can rest some starters here and there, you know, so that at least the Steelers can go into that final game of the season with some glimmer of hope of sneaking a wild card spot. I don't see the Steelers getting uh, getting that wild card spot. Um, I think I think they'll miss out. Um, I don't know if they'll I don't know what their record will be. I think there's been times in over the last couple of years where we felt like could this be the year where Mike Tomlin finally has a losing season? But then, but then he ends up, you know, somehow getting away with not getting, not having a losing season. So uh, I'm not going to say that, you know, maybe give me another week uh, and then I can probably, you know, maybe lean towards, oh, maybe he might actually have a losing season or maybe he doesn't. I don't have that answer right now. But the Steelers are in a world of trouble offensively. So, yeah. And then the final game, there's not much to say. Big win for Detroit. Uh, they needed it. Um, I would, I would, I would say that the Broncos needed it more just because of, like I said, you know, with the AFC playoff, um, you know, picture being so tight, the the Broncos needed that win a lot more if they were to get into the playoffs, obviously. But like the Lions, I felt like needed it a little. Also, you could just argue that Lions needed it more as well because, you know, they've been in a little bit of a slump, and you know, you could tell there's a bit of pressure. They've never really been in this position late in late in the season where they have a chance not only get into the playoffs, you know, for the first time, I believe, since 2016, but also to win the division for the first time since in 30 years. So, you know, this is like a big, you know, like something like, like I want to say historical, but something like a big moment okay, in, in the franchise history that they've, that, you know, that they needed to sort of break that mould and finally win a division for the first time in 30 years and get into the playoffs for the first time since 2016. So, so like, I think there's a little bit of jitters, nerves for the Lions, and it was a big win for them. So, yeah. I know PJ is going to jump in next, but I just want us to think about a bet in the offseason if Kaysan can get us a line on this. When that whole entire staff gets fired in Washington from Ron Rivera to every assistant, I think you could highly see Eric Bieniemy as the next offensive coordinator of the Steelers. Yeah, I mean, I can see that. 
Yeah, go ahead, PJ. You're, you're, you're fine, man. That could be interesting. Um, to to look at all three games. Obviously, I didn't get a chance to watch the. Um, I got to, I got to, to see a little bit of the Cincinnati uh, Minnesota game. The comeback from 15 points, um, especially with the current state of affairs of the of the of the Bengals. Uh, Jake Browning, well aware of who, uh, well aware of what he did in college, and um, to have a big win the way that he did, and for them to sink it at overtime was was really good. Minnesota was a team with um, heading into the um, season I thought was really going to be had high, high expectations for them. Um, obviously, things went south with Kirk Cousins. They bring in um, they bring in uh, Josh Dobbs, who got him on a high, but then lost the buzz. And then Nick Mullins comes in in reserve, does what he does what he can do, but it wasn't enough. Um, as for the uh, Detroit Lions and Denver Broncos, we've seen statement wins from this team before, the Detroit Lions. And when things are clicking on all three phases, they are a very tough team to beat. Ten wins um, for the first time since 2014 speaks volumes. And that's all entails on the great coaching that Dan Campbell and has done, the, the foundation, the culture he's brought in. The winning attitude, um, the mindset speaks uh, speaks volumes as well. I just think for the Denver Broncos, they've lost the wave. The, the way we're riding that wave, and then obviously the current lost strength, and we're starting to see frustration. But you got to give Russ credit in um, how he's been playing of late. Um, obviously, we're going to see how this team looks in the off season and what they do when it comes to maybe getting them back to being competitive. Um, and as for the Steelers and, uh, and Colts, as Kason put it, I am disappointed. Um, I'm not maybe all two of the mass hysteria that I'm noticing within the city of Pittsburgh with Steelers fans, but I am disappointed nonetheless. Does there need to be change? Yes. I need people to understand Mike Tomlin is not going anywhere. He has done enough to leave on his own terms. And if the only way I see him leaving, if they force him to either retire, or if they force him to resign, or he is forced into a trade. And some other team will be getting a great head coach who can still coach in this league. I don't, I think they are just having a bad year. I'm with Kason on that. They have not, I don't think he's lost the roster. It's just one of those years. The offense is not um, is very lackluster. Uh, questions? I don't think there are too many questions. Is Kenny Pickett the guy? I believe so. I've have said this till my ears have bled um, in the in the chat. Um, I've come th- um, from the era where quarterbacks developed, and you let them develop. We've, we've had quarterbacks who've had sophomore slumps before, as I like to eloquently put it. You let them go through the growing pains of being a franchise quarterback in the National Football League. It's happened to every single quarterback from the past to the current and will happen in the future. But because of the current state of affairs that we are in with the era of Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, and, and others, 
It's a microwave effect. We need instant results from the quarterbacks that we have. And if they're not um, giving you wins or if they're not showing you anything, they automatically are fed to the wolves and are cut immediately. I've always thought that the first three years of a quarterback's um, run in the NFL is his development years. And after that is your growth stage. So I think we're seeing the development of Kenny Pickett who hasn't given you a full body of work because of injuries, but once he's on the field, I think now that Matt Canada is gone, thank goodness, that he can, that he can, um, with the right um, voice on the offense, bring better results. To say he's below average is kind of a, um, is, is kind of a, is, is spitting on, uh, is spitting on something that we have not yet seen. And it's, I think it's kind of a, a wrong point to take because I've seen Kenny Pickett in his rookie year and what he can do. And what he did for the Steelers in that time was never below average. So if you give him the opportunity with the right voice in his ears, I think like there's going to be results. I feel like there are need, I feel like there, there needs to be changes and the changes are actually visible. The offensive line does need to be better. I think you can address that in the draft. Um, I feel like Deontay Johnson has to go. He has got to go. A trade is intimate. Do they move on from Najee Harris? I think like Najee Harris has um, has played better. Najee Harris has um, played better, especially with Eddie Faulkner um, running the running the team with Matt with, with Sullivan calling plays. You're starting to see both um, Jalen Warren and Najee Harris do their thing. But the offense has got to get better. Um, do I see do I see them moving on from Tomlin? Like I said, no. Um, I, I wish fans and Pittsburgh would just get over that. It's not happening. It's, it's not happening. But I will say this. Frustration with L's breed frustration. Losses breed anger. And it breeds turmoil. Winning brings positivity, excitement. And you, I've noticed that for the Steelers that when, when there's winning, they're excited. When they're losing, they're frustrated. That's just what I'm seeing here. It's nothing more, nothing less. But there, I feel like change is imminent. If Tomlin is traded out, I'd be shocked. But he has done enough to leave on his own terms, just like my, just like Chuck Knoll and Bill and um Bill Cower before him. The Rooney family has done are the are considered one of the considered the greatest owners in the NFL for that reason because they have trust in who they have it put under the team. And I wish people either in Pittsburgh and those on the outside looking in would remember that. And that's just it. PJ, great point, great point on developing quarterbacks because I think we've all had a comment about how historically, well, I don't know if I can say historically, but how poorly the entire Steeler offense has played this year. And great point because it's we're all saying, you know what, Najee's not playing well, the O-line's not playing well, yada, yada, yada. Oh, and by the way, Kenny Pickett stinks. Like, how many quarterbacks can be really good behind that offense, this system? 
not to leave the Raiders and the Chargers out of Thursday night's game. Um, two teams going in the opposite direction. Obviously, one team whose head coach got fired in the Chargers, another team who's playing for their interim head coach, former Super Bowl champ Antonio Pierce. You know, it's interesting, the guys, the Raiders were in this position once before where they fired their head coach and promoted from within and actually made the playoffs that year and walked away from their interim head coach, former special team head coach at that time. Do, do you think they make that mistake twice? And now with the Chargers already invested into their quarterback with a long-term contract with Herbert um, and that job being open out there, just a real 60-second opinion and what you guys think about the Raiders and the Chargers situation as we go forth in, in the rest of this season as what's left for these two teams real quick where do you guys see the chargers and the raiders going oh tyreek hill's out yeah Tyree just broke that but i'm seeing it on tv tyreek hill's out so any fantasy owners anybody putting money on the on the dolphins he's out uh for the raiders keep antonio pierce biggie knows that's my guy man from the from the 08 championship antonio pierce is a dog he's He's one of those guys with the underdog story where, like, you know, he's been through a lot, undrafted, made the roster in Washington, found a way to get to New York, win a Super Bowl. He's been a head coach. Uh, I think he was in Arizona State prior to getting to Vegas with Herm Edwards. So he's had that coaching experience. And you could see that team rally around him. If not Antonio Pierce, maybe you get somebody in. But I think Antonio Pierce is going to be a head coaching candidate or offensive a coordinator, I'm not going to say um, offensive, but a coordinator position. As far as the Chargers, I'm calling Michigan today and getting Jim Harbaugh. I'm getting him. He's not even going to coach the ball, uh, the bowl game if I'm him. Come down to the Chargers because they they lack discipline. They lack discipline. Like he, the, their their former head coach did not have any discipline. They they lost the game 63 to 21, I believe, and the under the over under of that game was 35. The Chargers scored 63 alone. They, that man should have been fired last year. He shouldn't even been coaching this year. He should have been still coaching the Division Three level. Um, that's what I got to say with the Chargers. Uh, get Jim Harbaugh. If you can't get him, Belichick is the next best thing. But I don't know if that's really a good idea if you want to be the Chargers. Um, I think uh, for the for the Raiders, uh, I'm with Kay. Antonio Pierce uh, from the coaching side. This this would be a good opportunity for him. He um, I remember from he started out Long Beach Poly High School. Uh, he came, made them a powerhouse over there in LA. Uh, was with Herm Edwards at Arizona State, so he has that coaching experience as with somebody like Herm, who I consider one of the uh, a very very great head coach. Um, he's, he's familiar with what is expected, um, in, in, uh, in Vegas, uh, especially with being a former Raider himself. Uh, so I wish Al Davis would not pass on this opportunity because he has something good, um, potentially in, um, in Antonio Pierce. And for the Chargers, thank God 
thank God they made the um they made the right choice in getting rid of Brandon Staley. It was the right move. I've been saying that since the beginning, since we've been doing um uh, phase one and and since he was um appointed. Who do they get though? That's the question. Um I I I I put in the analogy like it's Ultron. It's Ultron literally. They just need the head. Who's gonna be the head? Um is it Harbaugh? Is it Belichick? Do they look for somebody um, outside? Um, ben Johnson, obviously his name will be slaughtered in the mix, but you couldn't go wrong with Harbaugh. Um, Harbaugh has been a West Coast guy. He's been attracted to the West Coast coaching scene. He's been with San Francisco. He's been with Stanford in college. Um, he was once considered with the, with the Raiders at one point, so it wouldn't surprise me. And yeah, Kay's right. They need the culture. They need the the foundation. They need that standard. So I would be dumb not to um, pick up the phone and see if um, Jim Harbaugh would be interested. I'll tell you the guy who I think's getting some serious, serious consideration for that Charger job. And he has Super Bowl experience as a head coach. And he has a relationship with the still offensive coordinator of the Chargers. Dan Quinn is going to get some serious consideration for that Charger job. If they if Harbaugh doesn't get offered that job, I think Quinn's definitely a candidate. Um, peeking at today's schedules, we might as well get in to the stake of today's games as far as I'm concerned, and then we'll work our way to dessert. What are you guys thinking about Dallas traveling up to Buffalo? Give me the Bills. Give me the Bills. I think this is prime Dallas just folding. I think Dallas clinches today if they win, but Buffalo needs this more than Dallas. Uh, Josh, I think it's going to be a big game for Stefan Diggs, who's been held under 100 for the last three games. I think he's gonna he's gonna go after Gilmore. Uh, give me, I, I took the Bills in this game because it's just classic Dallas. They gonna fold, so I'm gonna be sweet and short with it. Give me the give me the Bills. Over yeah, under forty. I, over under forty nine. Kason, what are you thinking? Under. Uh, give me the under. Because I, I last checked, it was like fifty two, and that's high for NFL games. So give me the under, under forty nine. And it's raining in Buffalo, so definitely the under. Saeed, what do you think about this game, buddy? Uh, I agree with Kason. Uh, I think Buffalo wins. I, Buffalo have played well, you know, in the, in the last few games. Even when they lost to the Eagles, I thought they they battled tough. So, I, you know, I, I don't think the I don't think the Bills are, are are playing as bad as people think in the last few weeks. Um, they did beat the Chiefs somehow, and they were very close and seconds away from beating the Eagles. So, I think they don't. They'll be motivated coming back home, you know, after that couple of road game stretch. So, yeah, give me the Bills in this one. Um, um, oh, my God. Um, <laughs> okay, I will want the Cowboys to lose because I don't want to hear them out. But um, I'm beginning to um, see what they are. Uh, they do have an identity. Uh, Mike McCarthy is dialing up that off- offense for Dak. Uh, there's their skill players are showing up, um, and that defense is suffocating. Um, and I'm just gonna go ahead and say it. I know it's sacrilegious for a Commanders fan that, but 
I'm going to go with Dallas. I'm going to go with Dallas. Um, I believe that they are a team that is made to be the team like uh, the Bills who are reeling. They are playing good football, but can you honestly say that the Bills are better than Dallas right now? Um, me, I don't think so. I think Dallas is a better team altogether, defense, offense, and special teams. Uh, I agree. I'm going to go ahead with Dallas. Dallas is uh, a better team. But it's Buffalo today. Not about the better team overall today. No, I understand that. I, 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 and I'm going with just conventional thought, right? I'm, I'm not going against with Dallas collapsing and they're going through what they go going through because it's, it's great for me. It is awesome for me because those tears are so delicious. Okay, but if I'm going to be honest with myself and my assessment, I believe Dallas should win this game. And I'm going to go ahead and take the over. I, I think it's going to be over 49 points. I believe that they're going to score, but I still can't trust Josh Allen because he's going to throw you one. Like, he's going to throw the defense one. And um, what's his name? Daryl Bland? Like, he's been taking everything to, uh, to the house or at least have one interception. Yes, he gets cooked, but... He's also like he does take chances, and Josh Allen does too because he's he's a gunslinger. So, um, will that be the determined factor? I believe that the teams who win the turnover battle wins the game, and I think that Dallas is going to win that turnover battle. I was about to say, it's good to see somebody else has some sense because I'm sitting here and I'm listening and I'm like, you're going with, you're saying you don't trust the, 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 you don't trust the Cowboys. I don't trust the Bills for a lick. This is Josh Allen we're talking about. This is the Buffalo Bills we're talking about. They always leave something on the table. They never finish their food well. I this is the most serious the Cowboys have looked, in my opinion, since they drafted Dak as a rookie. So I'm gonna go with the Cowboys on this one. I will agree with Kay. I think it's gonna be the under, but both teams, I feel like which which running game is gonna show up? Because both teams are not good at running the football. They're kind of poor if you um if you if you ask me, but who, which running game gives their quarterback a chance to um, make plays on the field? Uh, if I had to make that, um, make give an advantage to the one side, I would say the Cowboys. Uh, so, and that, like, like Ill said, that defense is suffocating. It is very suffocating. So, I'm going to go with the Cowboys on this one. Now, listen. You guys better eat dinner early tonight or during this game. The Jags definitely want to get a win tonight. It's a huge game for them. Not only for them, but the Ravens obviously want to make a statement when Ravens are favored by three and a half the games in Jacksonville. Looking at a little bit of a 
defensive battle in the modern NFL over unders at 40 and a half. Um, whether we could see a little bit of rain, two athletic quarterbacks. Kason, what are you thinking about this evening's tip? Ravens at Jags. Um, I'm gonna let y'all in the secret. I got the Ravens winning the Super Bowl. <laughs> that's that's my Super Bowl pick this year. Uh, Baltimore. So, uh, give me Baltimore. Um, the three. Um, Jacksonville. I don't know if Trevor's ankle is 100 percent there. Like a sprain, like a, people don't understand, the high ankle sprain is a really difficult injury. I know he's been battling through it, but this Baltimore's defense is legit. And then the offensive wise, Zay Flowers is there. Great pickup um, by the Ravens out of Boston College. Zay Flowers, Odell is showing a little glimpse of Odell's. Yes, they're missing Mark Andrews, but they do have a lot of depth on the tight end uh, side. So that's why I'm rocking out with um, Baltimore tonight. Defensive game, but I think Baltimore makes enough plays to win it. What do you think, Sai? Yeah. Uh, I'm uh, I'm sorry. I, I was just gonna go. Um, they better not. They better not disappoint me when I'm making this decision. I'm gonna go with the Baltimore Ravens, and I think Kay has lost his mind when they say that the Ravens are gonna go to the Super Bowl. That's insane. That that that's mind boggling. Oh. Wait, I mean, what? What? Do you have to go to the Super Bowl? What Miami? This is not. No, this is Ravens. not even the. This is this is not this, this is not because I'm a Steeler fan. Are you insane? Are you mad? Okay, then who do you have? No. Who do you have going to the Super Bowl? I like who do you have? To the Oh my god. Who do you have? The Ravens? Going to the Super Bowl. Yeah, who do you have going to the Super Bowl, PJ? <laughs> not the Ravens. But then who do you have then? No, if it's not the Ravens, you got it's a false. Oh, I'm not mad at your pick, but who do you got in AFC? Baltimore is clearly the best. Do not tell me that team, bro. Like, I don't even want to hear this. Come on, do it, man. I just tell me which team. Uh, man, I, I, I want to look. I don't think it's the Ravens. I just don't think it's the Ravens. I, Kansas City, I, I, then? I don't. Yeah, you got to give us a team. You can't just say, Wait, you got the Steelers. You got the Steelers going to the <laughs> Super Bowl, PJ? No, 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 no. He's going to a census uh, this year. <laughs> no, that, no, not at all. Not at all. Let, let me see. There, there is the Chiefs. There is the um. Who else? Hot I, take. I'm calling the. Uh, uh, man, I just Miami? don't see the Ravens. You see I don't the Ravens? Even see Miami? I don't oh, even okay. see Miami actually. Okay. Oh, okay. Um, I agree with that. Um, they can get to the AFC Championship, but I don't think the Super Bowl. Um, what do you think it's, about it's hard. Saeed, What do you think? What do you think, Say? What are you thinking about the Jags game tonight with the Ravens? Yeah, I agree with Case on low-scoring game. Um. Defensive game, Jags defense is really, really tough. Ravens, same thing. I agree. I think I think the Ravens will win this game. I think they'll 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 gut it out. Um, so yeah, it's gonna be a low scoring Sunday night football game, and I think the Ravens will will steer their way into a win and and get and get closer and closer to that number one seed. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and be that guy. I believe that Jacksonville is gonna win this game uh, because the red. The Ravens do struggle in Jacksonville, um, <clears throat> uh, and with what Saeed said, with the Jacksonville defense is really good. Um, I've seen something from uh, the Ravens' offense 
they're kind of leaning more into the passing game, which is great. Um, and and L- Lamar has found his Hey, Kason, let me let me ask you a question before we get into another game, just to p- play off of PJ's statement. And and listen, it's possible that they don't make that the Ravens don't make the Super Bowl. But since you are our resident betting advisor, let me just ask you if Jacksonville beats these teams in the playoffs. Jacksonville mm-hmm. beat the Dolphins. No, I got Miami. Jacksonville beat the Bills? I got Jacksonville. Jackson, I'm sorry. No, no, no. Forgive me. Forgive me. Mm-hmm. Baltimore. Baltimore beat the Dolphins? Toss up right now. I'll go Miami. But Baltimore beat the Miami. Bills? They could beat the Bills. Baltimore beat the Browns? They could beat the Browns. Baltimore beat the Bengals? They could beat Cincinnati. Baltimore beat the Colts. They could, they could, that, that's not even a, the blowout. Baltimore beat not the Jags. They could beat Jacksonville. Close game, but they Baltimore, could beat them. Baltimore beat the Broncos. Destroy them. Baltimore beat the Chiefs. Close game, but give me, give me Baltimore. Close game. I agree. I agree, and, and 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 as we on the surface look at what PJ saying, right now they're playing hot. The AFC is still a little bit of a, it's not still a little bit. It's, it's the most stacked. It's the most stacked conference in in now, all the football right now. If I can be real, real quick, if I can yeah. real quick, I'm look. I am. I think. I think I'm. You guys know how I feel about Lamar Jackson. And what I'm seeing of Lamar is amazing, and I'm and hats off to him because I believe Todd Munkin, the hiring of Todd Munkin has been one of the best um, hires um, from an offensive assistant this season because we're seeing a better Lamar Jackson and a better passing Lamar Jackson because of it. But I just think that with the, the element of the playoffs, um, Jacksonville is in it. I feel like um, the Chiefs can still be in it. Um, so it's one of those three teams. I'm leaning towards the latter than the, than, um, Baltimore. That's just wanted to say that. Okay. So I got a question for you guys. I, I, I'm sorry. We're, it, there's a big catch game. There's a big catch game for me today. And there's actually two. But I think, especially with Tariq Hill being out, I think the Jets and the Miami could be a catch game for the Dolphins. And we could see the Jets squeak this out. Kind of a potential catch game for me could be Seattle at home. I mean, the Eagles are favored by two and a half on on the road. But just to talk about Tariq Hill being out and the Jets with some kind of something going on. Could you, anybody, can anybody see an upset potentially in the Jets Miami game in Miami? I got the Jets. I got the Jets. Oh, oh hot the Jets take, team. baby. Hot take. Taking the Jets plus the touchdown. Yeah, I took, I, took the, I took them safe. I took them plus nine. 
so they can't lose by more than nine. So, but I think they can outright win this game. Defensively, we know who the Jets are. Offensively, I just pray to God we could get something out of Zach Wilson. And maybe he could have another performance he did last week, plus 300 yards. But the talent is there. I think Miami without Tua isn't this. I'm not not without Tua, without um Tyreek Hill isn't the same team. And this goes back to the point that I was trying to make back to PJ. And Saeed, I'll be quick because I know this is more of your take. Um, if one of these, if Tyreek is hurt in the postseason, Miami ain't doing nothing. It's, it's as simple as that. Because Waddle was Waddle was good, but he's when you have Tyreek, Waddle was even better. So give me give me the Jets today. Um, plus the nine. I think they they win. Um, it's a divisional game, so the number of nine was going to be high regardless. But I think the Jets get them today without Tyreek. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to predict this game. Um, I'm just going to let you guys do it. But uh, I'm just going to say it's a trap game, potential trap game for Miami. That's all I'm going to say as far as I'll go. Um, they've got a lot of guys injured. So it makes sense. It's not just Tyreek Hill uh, that's injured. Let me get the list out. They've got no Xavier Howard, no Javon Holland, Deshaun Elliott, uh, the starting guard, Robert Hunt, and the starting center, Connor Williams, and Isaiah Wynn. They're out. That right side of the offensive line, the, the right, that right side of the offensive line is going to be really, it's going to be an absolute struggle for Miami. Um, when they go up against the Jets pass rush, Jerome Baker's out. And obviously, Jaden Phillips is good. Well, he's already out for the season. He, he he got injured in the first game, first Jets Dolphins game on Black Friday a couple a few weeks ago. So, yeah, got a lot of guys injured. It's a trap potential trap game. Let's see what happens. Um, but uh, I'm not going to predict this game um, because I'm not trying to get my hopes up. But I will say this simply: um, if the Jets win, Aaron Rodgers comes back. If the Jets don't win, then. I would like to see Aaron Rodgers back, but it's been reported that he won't come back if the Jets lose because the Jets will be out of playoff contention. So, um, look, the Jets have a simple job today. Just win. doesn't matter how. It could be a 3-0 free, free type game or it could be six points to nothing. I don't care. Just win. Find a way to win in Miami and, and keep your season alive and, you know, somehow go into the next week's game against the Commanders uh, with Aaron Rodgers back under centre. In less than three months since he tore his Achilles, which would be historical, like remarkable. You know, I don't think we've ever. No, I don't. I'm not going to say we don't think. We've never seen this. You know, and, and any athlete coming back from an Achilles injury less than three months after they tore it. So it would be quite amazing. Only way that happens is if they win. Let's see if they do. Like I said, I'm not going to predict this game because this game could go so many different layers. You know, so. So yeah. Good luck. Um, <clears throat> I'm going to go ahead and say that um, this is a trap game. Um, I am going to predict it. I think Miami gets this game. Um, but before I go on to why Miami's going going to win, um, I'm going to say that the way that, that the Jets organization has been handling Zach Wilson is atrocious. Okay. Uh, same as the Bears, the way that they've been handling Justin Fields is atrocious. And same as the Patriots, the way that they've been handling Mac Jones is atrocious. Whatever happened to sitting guys for three or four years, let them hold the clipboard and learn from a veteran, right? Of course, Zach was supposed to learn from Aaron, but injuries 
are part of the game. Um, as far as Aaron coming back in three months, I would say don't do it. Wait until next season. But, hey, if you feel good, you want to come back, whatever, bro. Um, but I, as I digress, I'm going to go. I believe that the Dolphin needs, they need this game. They need this game, especially if Buffalo is going to beat the Cowboys. Like, they need this game. They need to beat the Jets. So they could be in first place, which day they are, in, in first place of the AFC East. And I'm, I'm not saying that because I picked them to win the division. I'm saying it because, like, they will want to win that division and they will want Buffalo to lose to the Cowboys because if Buffalo wins, that's when – and if they lose to the Jets, Buffalo will start creeping up. And the Dolphins have a very difficult schedule moving on, right? Because don't they have the 49ers, uh, the Cowboys, and somebody else? Like, they end the Bills at the end, excuse me. So they end three weeks are very difficult. Or elite teams in, in the NFL that won't just lay, lay down, right? And I I know why um, if Tyreek – it isn't there, it is difficult because Tyreek is the ultimate decoy, just like how Reggie Bush was for the New Orleans Saints, a fast guy that can blow the top off the defense. You will want to keep everything um, in, in front of you. If you don't have that, yes, Jalen Waddle is is fast, but he's no Tyreek. Ty, Tyreek instills fear into defenses and defensive coordinators. If you don't ha have them, you, you just know to, to keep everything in front of you and make sure that they don't go off on these long runs with Mozart and uh, A-Chain, right? Um, but I believe that they will, they need to pull it off, which is, is going to give them adage um, motivation to beat the Jets. All right, let's look at a couple games that I don't. I, I personally don't think any of us are going to want to spend too much time on. But just real quick, Panthers at one and twelve. Um, Bryce Young's not going to be playing in this game today. But interestingly enough, you know, AJ Smith and the Falcons six and seven. Um, they're favored today by three. If they win, they go to seven and seven. I think that probably keeps his job safe for going into next season. Anybody have anything they want to say on this game? Falcons at Panthers, six and seven. Falcons one and twelve. Carolina. Uh, potential upset because you got Andy Dalton. Me personally, I don't see it. I think it's going to be close because it's a division game. But give me, give me Atlanta. I'll be very shocked if they, I won't be shocked if they lose. But it's a they got the potential to lose. But give me Atlanta. I want, I want, I want the Panthers to win because I want the Giants to get in. But I doubt all that happens. So just give me Atlanta. Uh, yeah, give me, give me Atlanta. Easy choice. I mean, a little surprised we're even talking about this game. But you know, I guess we're gonna go for every single game. Oh, but I actually have to go, guys. So, so that's me for this afternoon, or at least what here in the UK but for you guys heading into those one o'clock games but uh, I'm going to head out but yeah give me Atlanta um, easy pick for me I'll talk to you guys later man good luck take care, man. Take care guys in a bit Everybody.
Everybody, you have a good day, my you have a good day, my brother. Okay, what do you think cool. about the Saints Giants game today? Uh, Tommy I Cutlets keep it cooking. I think I think the Giants plus eight and a half, which means they can't lose by more than eight. I'm scared. It's like I want to pick the Giants going out right, and I think they could. Because defensively, the Giants are elite right now. Like they they got 14 takeaways takeaways in the last month. And I think uh, what you McCall is not playing. Uh, Olave's out. I don't know if Taysom Hill's playing. Derek Carr has been a shell of himself. I don't know any other receiver besides Olave on, in New Orleans. Um, my, my gut says the Giants can pull it off. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm like Saeed on this one. I don't know. It's like I want the Giants to win, but I'm not going to say it. I'm not jinxing it. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Giants. Uh, Giants, bro, because uh, the Saints are a shell of, of themselves. I believe Derek Carr doesn't want to be in New Orleans. He wants to be in Las Vegas with the team that drafted him, and that's the team that he really wanted to be with. Um, so, and the Saints are inconsistent. Like, let's keep it real. One week, they're awesome. They look great. And the next week, they look like garbage. Um, I believe that the spark that uh, DeVito has pro- provided for the New York football gi- uh, gi- Giants continue on. And um, I like the story, even if you guys are in the same division as ours and you did sweep us, which which hurts even more. But um, <laughs> I believe that they, um, <clears throat> they uh, got a identity lead on Saquon let Tommy DeVito continue to develop a a relationship with Hyatt and the other receivers. And uh, you you guys are more consistent than the Saints, so I will will pick the Giants. Yeah, I'm going to go with the the Giants as well. I would not be surprised if they continue to falter and stay inconsistent that – the Saints move on in a different direction by letting go of Dennis Allen. Um, I feel like that might be a, a good thing to do because um, even though the, the, he may look like a shell of himself, to, in air quotes, Derek Carr is still, a, in my opinion, a solid quarterback. I feel like they need a new voice um, in the locker room. This is a and this will be a, a great high, a great destination for a potential head coach because the Saints, with the right voice in the right locker room can be a contender but just i don't know what it is um but i'm i i'm going with the um with the hot giants you you the the nfl got something crazy on their hands they got an italian stallion as the quarterback of um one of the biggest markets in um in in america and then why so i'm gonna go with the giants i like the giants in this one I'm praying the NFL script allows the Giants to get back in the postseason because this is a crazy start, like they said. But realistically, though, I might have to ride with the Giants, though, because the Saints' run defense is atrocious. And when you look at Saquon Barkley and Tommy DeVito, the one thing I can say DeVito has that um, Jones doesn't, he's a decisive runner. He knows where he's going. He knows what he wants to do with the football. And he doesn't turn the football over, which puts a lot of questions within – in the front office in New York, like, what do you do with Daniel Jones? Because you can see this is the same offensive line. It didn't get worse. It didn't get better. And 
Tommy is taking care of the football. He's throwing the deep ball. He's got Hyatt involved. He's got Wanda involved. He's got Saquon involved. He's won three straight. They're not world beaters. Like, these are not three great teams. So, let me pump my brakes. Before y'all think I'm saying something crazy, they didn't beat crazy teams. But this is part of the schedule that I said that the Giants could win some games there. It can make it interesting. If you beat the Saints, all you have to do is beat the Eagles one time, and you're, you're probably going to make it to the postseason. So, we got, we got question marks. I don't think we get them on Christmas, maybe towards the end of the year when they're resting players. But that's for Philly to decide because right now they're on a little losing streak of their own. So I, I'm I'm gonna definitively say I'm I'm rocking out with the Giants today. You know I I I get the the Patriot game I get today against Kansas City and you know with the way the year's been going for Kansas City Isaiah Pacheco's out today. Um, one of their young receivers that they count on is out. They've seemed to misfire all year. Would it shock anybody, honestly, if at 4.30 today the the Patriots win 21-20 uh, against Kansas City coming into New England? I'd be stunned. I'm not going to lie to you. I'd, I'd be stunned. The way New, New England plays, I'd be stunned. Um, Kansas City should win this game. Um, they're going to use – could, could Tony uh, – Tony's going to have a good game today because they're, they're, they're going to bracket – what you might call Kelsey. So I think other other players are going to step up for them. Because the Patriots are just, I don't know, man. It's just like offensively, you want to blame Mac Jones because it's easy to say that. But Zappy comes in and plays okay. But it's just like, if I'm the Patriots, there's no point of winning these big games. You're completely out of the playoff race. Just get good draft capital. Try to draft a guy of the future. Uh, see what you're going to do with Belichick. So I'll, I'll be stunned. I think upper management is probably well, – I don't know, because it's like we all say, you know, being a competitive and being a former athlete myself, I understand. Like, nobody wants to lose games on purpose. But it really serves them no purpose of winning these pointless games when you can get high draft capital. So I'm going to take uh, KC, uh, KC by at least six, a touchdown. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead, though. I can wait. Oh, you can go, PJ. But um, I was just gonna go. Yeah, I'll I'll be shocked if the Kansas City uh, Chiefs lose. Um, they're still a good team. They they still have Pat Mahomes. Um, they they still have Kelsey, and their defense is pretty good. Also, like the Patriots' defense is pretty good, right? But it will it will come 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 down to maybe a drive where Patrick Mahomes drive them for a touchdown or a field goal to win the game um, because those pass catchers, um, I'm going to go out on a limb and, and I'm going to say KC is not even going to make it to the AFC cha- championship game this year until they and, until they go ahead and sign Mike Evans from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because his contract is over after this year and he wants to go something. I, I have a little inside information on that. I know somebody that knows somebody. He told them that that's where he he wants to end up, right, with a winning team. So, um, yeah, their pass catchers need improvement. I I don't trust Kadarius Tony with cat, catching a cold. So, uh, as long as he's the primary or the secondary or the third guy that Pat has to throw to, there there will be no trust in my viewing eyes. So, but I will still. 
have them beating the Patriots today, though. Yeah, you know, it'll be um, interesting. You know, hey, it'll be really, PJ, you know what's interesting to me? And and make your point, but we haven't seen any, any receivers take less to run to Kansas City just to play with Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. If anything, we, we've seen Kansas City have to take receivers that other teams didn't want to re-sign. And you would you would think that they would want to. This is it's an attractive um job. It's an yeah. attractive place to, to be on it. Um, you're a receiver, a free agent, a free agent wide receiver. I'm getting balls thrown to by Patrick Mahomes. Where do I sign? Um, it, it's 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 simple than that. Well, I, and as for the game, I think Bailey Zappi keeps it competitive. That offense has been um cooking. And um, been really surprising, but I'm with Kay on this one. When it, it you would need, you would want to be in position to get the quarterback that you want, with especially the talented quarterback that's coming out of college this year. Um, all signs could point to um, uh, Drake May in um, it from North Carolina, but that's way down the line here. Three main points in this one. Um, I think the I think the the I think the Chiefs win. Um, I'm with Ill. Um, Kadarius Tony's new nickname is Kunta. From now on, his new nickname is Kunta Kente because his foot was over the line and he would have got it chopped off. That's all I wanted to say there. All right, segueing from that note to Monday night's game, Eagles and Seahawks. Two of the best head coaches in football right now. Obviously, a little bit of talent gap between these two teams. Jalen Hurts dealing with an illness. Very lucky that this game got flexed into Monday night. Eagles travel across the country to go into Seattle. I think we all know what Seattle is. They are what we think they are. What do you guys think about the Eagles? Uh, dangerous game for them though. Dangerous game because their secondary slays out. So you're going against DK and uh, what's his name on the other side? I always forget the name. Dang, I can't even think of his name. But <laughs> you got no. Uh, dang, I can't even think of the other receiver's name, which is Kelly. Yeah, number sixteen. But, why can't I think of his name? Hey, why can't I think of his name? Uh, Tyler Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett. He came up on my screen. Uh, Tyler Lockett. So this is a hard game. My heart is going with Seattle because I don't think Jalen plays. I think they rushed them for the Christmas game because I think that's the home game for them against the Giants. Um, yeah, that's uh, it's hard because then if you got the Eagles losing four straight, give me Seattle. Reluctantly, give me Seattle. I think the Eagles could pull it off, but if Jalen's not playing, then you're going to Mariota. We know who he who he is. Slay's not playing, so you're down a corner. Yeah, give me Seattle. The more I talk myself into it, give me Seattle. It's just not not in the Eagles' favor. Unless Jalen plays, then I'll change my mind. But then we'll do a show Monday night. So that will save me. So reluctantly, I'm picking picking Seattle right now. But Monday, it might change the fruit. I'm going to go ahead and pick the Eagles, even even if Jalen doesn't. 
play because if Mariota starts, I believe he's going to audition for the next team that he wants to play or or start for. Secondly, those uh, skill position personnel are still there. Devontae Smith, A.J. Brown, uh, DeAndre Swift. Um, their line is still decent. Their defense are, is left much, much to be de- desired. Um, I believe if uh, the Eagles wants to want to make back to the playoff and to be um, <clears throat> uh, playing a high level football, this is the game that they have to get or win just to get back on, on the road. Because if they lose this game, that's a, that's a three game losing streak. And you want to be hot during December and January. You don't want to be cold. Okay. Cause that, that would determine how, what teams are going to do or are going to study uh, coming uh, playoff. But I'm going to go ahead and pick the Eagles because um, the Seattle Seahawks has under underachieved, period. Um, love them as a team. Love, love their skill players. Love their defense. Love what they've become uh, after the Legion of Boom and the Russell Wilson days. But um, they've underachieved this year. They overachieved last year. So, you know, that's it. Can I can I assume everybody has seen the um, Kevin Costner movie Draft Day? The greatest expression in that movie, in my opinion, sums up DK Metcalf's football career so far. Looks like Tarzan, plays like Jane. If they could get some more consistency out of him, I think it'd go a really, really long way to see what that Seattle team is potentially capable of, which is probably, if at best, maybe just to win and just to get to the playoffs like they did last year. Um, real quick, over, under, seven new head coaches in the NFL next year. I'm going under. Yeah, I don't think there's a lot of there's not a lot of candidates this year. There's a lot of openings, but not a lot of candidates. Like last year, well, I, I would oh, say yeah. I would I would I could see it I could see it exactly at seven because obviously I think the Patriot job will be open. Look at the Chargers. My uh, Washington. Um, I I just brought up the Saints. The Saints. I feel like if things continue to sour, they could move on from Dennis Allen. So there's an opening there. Um, Arizona, the, 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 the no, Arizona, no, Arizona, no, not Arizona. Yeah, no. So, um, so I could see it either at seven or as an under, but um, the openings will garner some very strong attention, um, depending on what happens with the landscape. Yeah, I think. Okay, like so what are the worst? My fault. I just want to say it's like one of the. No, no, like no. You no. have these attractive I, I, jobs, but. Nobody's here. Like, who are you gonna get out? Because Harbaugh I mean, is probably the most attractive candidate right now, and then, and then Bienemy. But I think Bienemy stays in Washington. I think they let go of Rivera, and Bienemy takes over in Washington. But go ahead with it. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was gonna ask the question: Which or organizations are definitely need a head coach? Okay, let's go with San Diego. Let's go with the Bears. Let's go with 
us patriots washington what what the patriots with me it's it's still i don't know are you not 100 oh no he's down he's a question he's out he's out he's out Y'all think if the season ended today, he's gone. He's out. Trust me. No, now, well, I, I, I'm only so fervent because as as a football fan up here, I get so much news from up here. He he is mm-hmm. out. He's out okay. of New England. So that's now, four. So we have. Okay, that's four. What's the fifth? Cowboys. Bears. Bears are five. I think no, because I already bears, right? mentioned Bears. Yeah, I, oh, you I, mentioned I, Bears. I, I got sorry. it. San Diego, McCarthy, Chicago. If they don't make it to the NFC East, bro, if they don't make it to the NFC Championship game, you know no. Jerry's gonna fire him. Come on, man. No, oh, no Carolina. Carolina's five. Carolina, Carolina would give us five. Okay, yeah, okay. Car- Carolina's. Not five. go to Carolina. I would not go to Carolina. If you're, I, I don't care who you are. I would not go to Carolina. Why not? Because why not? That that GM is impatient. The owner is impatient. Listen, listen, yeah, listen. And I'm with, oh, I'm, with, I'm with um I'm with NK, I'm with um K on this one. Dave Tepper was the minority owner from the for the Steelers, and this is just my my uh, my 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 premise on this. You didn't tug on Superman's cape to learn anything. You have the Roonies at your dis at your disposal. You should have been taking notes on what you've been doing. I think he 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 put too many too much gasoline on the fire and burnt um Carolina because I because I didn't think he should have fired Frank Wright that long. Um he's in and I'm with he's impatient. He is he should have kept Matt Rule. He should have kept Matt Rule. I, I would have kept Matt Rule. Because bro, let's I mean, think about I'm it. Be totally honest. You can't tell a billionaire what to do with his money, or you can't, and, and that's what makes it, and that's what makes the job unattractable. You can't tell this man what to do. So now you go in there thinking you have two to three years. You're owing eight next year, potentially owing ten. You 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 on the hot seat, bro. You can't work like that. You can't work that in corporate. You can't work like that in corporate America, bro. Where you can you on the hot seat. But you know what? In negotiations for that job, though you can make his impatience work against him and 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 kai said it you can't tell a billionaire how to spend his money but one thing i would definitely have in my client's contract who would be the next head coach of the panthers would be a sliding scale if if you fire me in the first year of the contract not only do i get my full contract but i get an additional 25 million and here's the thing Tepper might have to do something like that just to convince the fans that he's not going to or in the perception world that he's not going to go off the rails. So whatever coach goes in there, you could you could make it financially viable in a contract to where it, it it's crazy for Tepper to blow somebody out, but he's definitely right, going to have a narrow a choice. If you Ben Johnson of the Lions, you take that job. No. No, I, I say in Detroit. <laughs> I say in Detroit. I don't oh, even, absolutely. Unless you go get somebody from the college ranks. Well, who you going to get from the college ranks? Maybe wait. Lincoln. No, Riley? no, 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 no. Listen, no, no. Hell no, hell no. Listen. Like, but who yes. you going to grab? Um, 
hang on, hang on. If 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 um uh if if I'm killing more, I'm going to Carolina. Hell no. Hell no. If I I'm don't killing more. No. I'm going to Carolina. I am a Listen to me. Listen to me. No, because I, I like listen, where he's like, going, by the way. I like that point. Like, I, know, I know where he's going, but head, I don't like it. If I I know you don't like it, but a, a a guy like David Temple, right, who is impatient, if some new blood, a younger guy like, hey, I can relate to your quarterback and I can actually fix your offensive line because that's the problem with Carolina, they needed to fix their offensive line. Their offensive line is atrocious. Like, Bryce Young did not have any time all this year, right? If you sell him on, I can make your offense better, then we can work on our defense. Because I thought their defense were decent. They, they were just on the field too long because their offense didn't produce nothing, right? If you have a young head coach, and for Ke Kellen Moore, you put yourself in in position to be a head coach in the National Football League as a 32-year-old. I do everything both of you guys are saying. But if I'm Chicago, Harbaugh, my guy. Bringing in uh, what you call from USC, and you talking about young quarterbacks, I'd rather have, um, what's his name from USC, than to have the kid that's playing in, in Carolina Caleb, right now. Caleb right? Williams. I'd rather have Caleb Williams than, than uh, Bryce Young. Even though Bryce Young's going to be in the second year, you're not going to improve the offensive line that fast. The running backs you got are trash. I don't even know a receiver in Carolina. I can't name a receiver in Carolina. Like, you don't have anything. These other guys are more attractive. Listen, listen. So, so with that, Queso, but you act like there's no talent in the NFL that like receiver, especially that's they're going to be free agents, right? But people don't just go to uh, Carolina, bro. Players. You know this. People don't but, just go to but Carolina. But if you sell, listen, listen. If you sell them on, you're going to be our number one. The most of the balls are coming to you. You think T Higgins go there? T Higgins, off the top of my mind, is probably the number one free agent wide receiver right now. Or sure he will, because they'll, they'll, they'll be. They'll be forced to overpay him. That's the other catch. That's the catch 22 of this. In the short run, Caroline is going to be a bad team. So you're going to have to overpay free agents, which is going to crunch your cap numbers. Still now, kicking. Um, now, if, um, if T, with T. Higgins, if T. Higgins were to be, if T. Higgins would have never got injured and was traded deadline to Carolina, I could have saw that, but that ship has but that ship has sailed. Has sailed. I have a feeling that whoever I feel like Dave Tepper might um, bomb this um, this process of hiring the head coach. He might bomb and and mess it up. And because if you don't hire the right guy, it could be it could detrimental. jettison. It could be detrimental um, to anywhere. Exactly. And then obviously the what if card will be played, and then you'll start wondering if he's the guy or not. Well, you didn't hire the right guy to see if he was the guy to begin with. The now, if he wanted to open Pandora's box, if you will, and this is where my Steelers come in. If 
you wanted to, the only person that you could bring in to make sure that you could have some sort of standard and accountability and culture into the organization. You could see if Tomlin, if if the Steelers would want to, if the Steelers would talk trade with y'all to get Tomlin to Carolina. That's the only thing. The the only it's not going to happen, but that's the only thing if they wanted to do that. But um, I I have a I have a bad feeling he bombs um this this um this coaching process. I agree with you. If you're Har- I mean, I if you're Har- if you're Harbaugh. And Chicago offers you the job, and the Chargers offer you the job. Say money and power are the same. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I, it makes sense because he he's going to bring over some Niner fans that still love him when he was with the Niners, and the warm weather. He knows that state. He knows, and I think the team has a lot more talent than the Bears do anyway. And the biggest thing about San Diego, anybody that anybody that doesn't like Justin Herbert is the one thing I've always heard, which is consistent. He lacks discipline, and you can coach discipline, but you can't coach. Oh talent. yeah, like you're you're hoping Caleb Williams is everything we think he's going to be if he if Chicago takes up, but you already know what you got in Justin Herbert. Yes, you got to make some decisions on the running back Austin Eckler. You got to figure out what you want to do with him if you want to bring back Mike Williams. But the team is talented, and look at their defensive front. Bosa and uh, what's his name, Mac? Like you, you got a defensive front. Like Talon is there. That's what makes San Diego the most attractive job right now. New England is attractive only because of the ownership, and you know they, they got a winning culture. But that's why I said this is the worst time to like have a bunch of openings, but not enough candidates. I think the enemy might go to Carolina if if they don't bring him back. But I wouldn't be, I don't know, because he's been passed over so many times. He probably would have to take the job and try to prove himself. I told um, um, Ill will know where I'm going with this. Is we actually talked about this on the Hangover Show. I it, look, it's it's an attractive job. I could see Harbaugh going to Chicago. And I'm telling you right now, make this bold prediction, if you will. If Harbaugh goes to Chicago, the number one overall pick for the draft will not be Caleb Williams. J.J. McCarthy? No, it will be Marvin Harrison Jr. They need a wide receiver. They need a surefire, impact, certified, generational talent um, on that team. I think Marvin Harrison is that. He's played against him three years um, at Michigan, um, opposing at Michigan. And I think like Chicago would trade the pick back. And if J.J. McCarthy is in the mix in the first round, you take him. Coach who you are familiar with, he knows. um, He knows. He knows um, Marvin Harrison Jr. He knows J.J. McCarthy. And as you say, Kay, you can coach discipline. Um, Caleb Williams is nothing, nothing disciplined about Caleb Williams. He's opposite. He is the complete opposite of discipline. 
so can I say something? Um, I, I will let you finish. Um, I, I just want to say Caleb Williams need a coach like Andy Reid that's going to coach him up, but also going to give him like the green light, like Pat Mahomes, right? Um, I believe that's where he's going to be most successful. He doesn't need a coach like Bill Belichick or uh, for the old school in us, like Bill Parcells, like those old tough, Ooh, tough-minded question. coaches. You think Dave could coach mm-hmm. him if the Giants was able to get him? You think Dave would coach him? Of course. Of course. I, I, I believe Dable will love to have somebody like Caleb Williams. Will love to. I mean, Caleb will thrive in New, New York, even though I'm, I'm going to be salty because he's from the city. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, I, I have to call it like I see it. A spade is a spade, man. I, I believe that he needs an offensive-minded coach that's willing to, to conform to this new NFL. I'm sorry, Peach. You can move it. I mean, you can. No, and, and, and me and you had talked. Me and you had talked about this, and me and you agree. Yeah. I feel like New York would be, would be the best fit for Caleb Williams. The 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 um the the con is the New York media would eat him for yeah, breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They will eat him alive if he is not um if he doesn't because that's I. In, and I'm giving him the full the full ticket. I'm giving him media team. I'm giving him people who can help him um, conduct um, interviews better, so he won't mess up his image. Because if you're in New York, you will get eaten alive by that media. And um, it's a great fit for him to be in, but that media will eat him alive. And that's what I'm concerned about with him and when it comes to his discipline. But really, if you win. You wouldn't have to worry about the media eating you alive, right? Like if you there win, you if he winning's you know, relative, winner, winning's relative to the talent on the team, though. Exactly, it is. But uh, you guys talented, are though. talented, though. You yeah, guys are talented. Saquon, uh, Sterling Shepard, Jalen Hyatt, like, and you know, now people have film on. DeVito. So so they see like, okay, he can make something happen with, with, with that offensive line and with the talent like Caleb, he can make something happen. He's been a playmaker since he, he was in Oklahoma. So he can playmake with Dable's coaching and his steady hand. Hey, man, like that media won't eat him up. Now, if he's smug, if he's disrespectful, yeah, that's when he's going to be on in the second page of the New York Post. But other than that, all all, all he has to do is win. Right, let's play this message real fast and we'll get going with the rest of the show. What's up, fellas? What's your predictions for uh, the Super Bowl? Who you think going? Well, Oof, that's me. a good question. <laughs> I got the Ravens in the AFC. The NFC is more of a toss-up. I think the 49ers get got in the playoffs. I want to say Detroit. <laughs> I want to say Detroit. I'm going to go Philly versus the Baltimore Ravens, and the Ravens win it. Mm. 
I'm going with 49ers and Ravens. That is my pick. Those are the two best teams I see so far, by far. And I'm picking the Baltimore Ravens to win at a close game by maybe three. Welcome to the train, my guy. Welcome to the train. (laughs) I'm going to go with the I'm gonna go with the Dallas Cowboys and the Buffalo Bills in a rematch from the nineties. That's not bad. I'm not opposed to that either. I think the Bills get the first one on that one. PJ, how about you? On paper, I would go with the 49ers and the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's not bad either. That's not bad. I wonder how the ratings would do if the Jaguars actually made it. But we got one more in the queue. I hear you, I hear you, man. But I'm going to tell y'all who's going to be in it. It's going to be the San Francisco 49ers, and it's going to be the Baltimore Ravens. And the Baltimore Ravens are going to beat the 49ers. Mark what I say, (laughs) y'all. Hey, when this shit happens, say, yo, man, that dude on uh, fucking stereo said that shit too, man. You know what I mean? I mean, I got to tell y'all, it's all scripted, right? That's how I know that, because I got the script for this year's season already. But uh, just look at the uh, Super Bowl emblem. Uh, the 23 Super Bowl emblem is going to have the same colors of the teams that's going. And if you go back a year, they already showed us. And if you go back a year before that, the emblem shows who's going to be in the Super Bowl. Hey, man, when a, when a, uh, when a motherfucker win and they all of a sudden got all them hats and shit and shirts, you think the other team bought it and didn't win, you know? Peace. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I love it. Yeah, I've seen some I've seen some of that stuff and 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 the NFL actually I think on Monday or Tuesday of this week changed the logo for the Super Bowl. I think at the start of the season I I've seen the same some similar stuff on TikTok or whatever. I think the beginning of this season the colors were like Baltimore and San Francisco, but then a couple of weeks ago they they changed them uh, they they changed the colors up again on on what it's supposed to be for the logo for this season. You know, though, Detroit's built. If if Detroit can get a, a home playoff win, a home playoff game, which they're looking solid at right now, that team has a running game. Detroit has a legit rookie of the year at tight end. Goff's arm is strong enough to throw in bad weather, and that defense can keep them in, in a football game. Detroit's a hard out in the NFC. They're a hard out. I think they struggle against Philly or the 49ers. I think Philly's going to be playing on yes. the road. I don't think they can beat Philly. Dallas, uh, they would have to go to Dallas. I don't think they can beat Dallas. I don't think they can beat the 49ers. I even think if one of these teams that's 5-8 and eight, might get them in too. Playoff, I think like playoff games are always in the trenches, and a team like like you said, um, um, Biggie, they're built different, and um, best offensive line in football. If it was to be that, if it was to be that way, I could honestly see them beating the Eagles. I could see them beating the Cowboys, the Forty Niners, maybe not. But if, but like I said, we like we talked about, they make they they get statement wins. 
We've seen it at the beginning of the season with with um, Kansas City. We saw it um, on the first meeting with the Packers and last night. They are and yeah, but they to are be fair, PJ, you make good points, but to but to be fair, Detroit needed to beat Cleveland a couple weeks ago and couldn't do it. And couldn't that's do right. it. That's what makes that's what and, makes me worried about and, them with Philly. And you bring that up, and you bring that up. They they need they they couldn't beat um Seattle in in the um in the week three right. meeting, I believe. And, right. and they, they took that and they took that to overtime and they and they came up short. So um it they're 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 like a meter team. When they're up, they're up, but they're they can right. usually go down a couple pegs or two. Right. Tell you what, man, I'm friggin' rooting for Joe Flacco and the eight and five Cleveland Browns today, that's for sure. Yeah, Joe Flacco, proud of Delaware, man. <laughs> He, he he really just came out of the couch and started balling. But we got two messages in the queue. Hit him up, Kason. And Detroit script was uh, to make people think that they were going. You know, they had a pretty good season, man. They were, like, shocking to people. That's all it's going to be for, man. And if you watch the uh, the game with Tennessee and who they play? I forgot who they played last week. But when it came from behind the win, I had already knew that's what they was going to do. I was in a room full of people, man. And I told them, oh, the game ain't over, man. Uh, they going to come back and win because they don't have a shot for the playoffs. That was for their fans. And then the other team was already going to be in the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? So it wasn't no need for them to win. The Ravens are going to lose one more game and San Francisco is going to lose three more. And that's it. Peace. Detroit didn't shock anybody. Detroit if you go down my page, man, I uh, posted on Facebook that uh, well, I got it from Google. Google said that uh, that it's scripted like a movie, uh, and it's perfectly legal for them to do that. Uh, just like a WWE, it's uh, you know they they can determine the outcome of their games, and then they took it off for uh, fake news, and then they gave it back to me, man. Saying, "Yeah, this is true, but only you can see it." Then I posted that, but it's on my page, man. Please. I just followed him because I want to see it. I want to see the script. Stop, see stop. the jag. <laughs> bro, stop, bro. I got hold on. I'm, I gotta, I'm not doing I got I got to go get some tin foil out from my my island and put it on my head right now. I mean, yeah, man. I'm, I, I'm not doing that. I'm, listen, I'm, not doing I'm that. more apt. I'm more apt that these referees like know what the point spreads on game are, but this shit's not. You come on. I'm not even gonna dignify it. I'm not even going to dignify it with the with the response. Follow me on Facebook and give me the picks. I need the picks. Yeah. <laughs> Follow me. Forget the rest of these guys. Follow me because I'm. Are you kidding me? I'm, uh, I'm, yes, like, I'm, I'm with Biggie. I'm, I'm like Charles Barkley on Inside. Are you kidding me right now? <laughs> I love it, PJ. Are you kidding it. me? Look, whoever whoever was whoever the Dota was who um. Who created the skip um, scripted phase has just ruined my life as an NFL fan because this is ridiculous, and we entertained it like second, and I don't like it, and I don't like it one bit. No, no, I, I don't, I don't mind like the trolling and the scripted. It's, yeah, it's, it's all in fun, but I, I'm, I'm not going to take that like too seriously to, to where like now um I am looking at games and. Because, I mean, I'm pretty sure we were all athletes, right? And 
we were all got screwed by the referees or a bad play. That's just how the game goes. That's just how the game goes. I mean, if your team gets screwed by a by a call, yeah, you're gonna complain about it. But guess what? Next year you have another opportunity to do stuff because if if this was scripted, the Washington Commanders was supposed to win the NFC East, and obviously they ain't winning nothing in a while. Hey, We've been bad. It's just not scripted the way you wanted to be scripted. Years. Doesn't mean it's not hey, scripted. But, it's just but not if it's scripted. But 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 listen to to me. We 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 are a, a cornerstone fr- franchise, just like the Giants. We've been. Nah, y'all was, the script uh, says y'all supposed to be down no. for the next ten years. <laughs> and See, fuck, that. No, fuck that. <laughs> nah, fuck that. I ain't having that shit. Hold on, hold on. We, we got two more. Shit. We got two more. We got two more in the queue. All right, all right. Exactly. <laughs> you cut them off. Exactly. It's all scripted through the uh, the referees. Um, and some players are in on it too. <laughs> so if it's all scripted like a wrestling shit and like a movie, you know, the outcome, then what we be talking about when we be, <laughs> when we be like, nah, man, if so-and-so do this and so-and-so do that, that ain't got nothing to do with the games itself, man. I'm going to win a lot of money this year. Next year, too, man, because I get their scripts early. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> It's amazing, scripts, bro. It's amazing. All sports are man. Basketball, football, hockey, soccer, all of them, man. They all have magnets in the ball and shit. And remember, they have a goal. And the goals have magnets in them, too. You ever seen a kicker kick the ball and that motherfucker hook right hard as hell? <laughs> That's the magnet, man. And they got them in their gloves, too. How can a motherfucker catch a ball and pin it to his head and shit, man? And just stick onto his head? <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, I think they had um, Tight End Appreciation Month. All tight ends had wonderful Sundays, man. All of them, consequently. You know what I mean? Please. And if you pay attention, most uh, uh, football stadiums are named after banks. And banks are the ones who run America, man. <laughs> I think there's only like two stadiums that's not... Uh, um, Owned by banks or named by banks. You know what I'm saying? Peace. Nah, he makes a point. MetLife, Lincoln Financial, what? MNT. Mm-hmm. What else? <laughs> Bank of America. What else? <laughs> Bank no, of no. America. Yeah, what else? What else? <laughs> hold on, hold on. I think what the else? Pittsburgh okay. Stadium made out at the bank too, if I'm not mistaken. Field. No, okay. Gillette Gillette Stadium. Gillette. Gillette. Major Corporation. There's... There's FedEx Field. FedEx plays a role in that. Well, only yeah, those okay, companies can FedEx? afford. Only those companies can I'm afford saying. the naming fees. Yeah, if you can afford the the marketing, hell yeah. And, like and, you, and you guys or, don't think, and you guys don't think that they be rigging the game. Like, come on, y'all need to win this. You need this. <laughs> or y'all, y'all got to win this. Cocaine is a <laughs> okay. 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 <laughs> listen, listen, I'm not it's, mad at it's them. all fine. I don't know. I don't know. No, agree. no, I don't no, no I'm, I'm not mad at them. But, but I can't watch sports like that. Because no, I, I just can't. rather watch WWF. I, I mean, right. if it's like that, let me just watch wrestling. 100%. You guys make the playoffs. I might have to think this is scripted a little bit. Like PJ said, a tight end quarterback come out of nowhere, big market, Giants come back, make the playoffs. Ah, I'm start questioning some things a little bit. 
I think the Giants. No, no, that's just sports. That that is just sports. That, I mean, that's how it happens. As long as you've been watching, yeah. As as long as you've been watching sports, some crazy stuff had happened. Have happened. Like you you'll have somebody like Shannon Sharp Lynch? who who was drafted in the seventh round and become a a Hall of Famer. You will have somebody like Terrell Davis do do the same thing. It's just Jeremy Lin, Jeremy Lin in basketball. Lin they, 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 they was given a script before the draft. Like, <laughs> here's how you can. So let's not out. guard Jeremy Lin. Let's not <laughs> yep. guard him. Let, let him go through twelve <laughs> games. Then come on, man. Nah, nah, man. Nah, You're feeding into it. Too much, bro. I'm feeding into it too much. <laughs> All right, but we got fifteen minutes to the game. Get on. Um, let's play these last two messages and give our final thoughts, and then we'll come back right. at the end of the night. Me and Wicked. Hey, yo! I stopped watching wrestling as a child when I found out that shit wasn't real, man. And I come up the time with Ricky Steamboat and all them motherfuckers, man, and Tony Atlas yeah. and shit, and the Junkyard Dog and them. All that shit was fake as hell, man. Watch him, man. <laughs> I quit watching it. You know what I mean? All of Hulk Hogan. You know what I'm saying? All of. Most people don't like when I tell them that, man. I show them proof on it, too. Because it takes them out of their fantasy world. <laughs> it brings them into reality. And they don't really like that. They like to fantasize and, you know, believe shit gonna happen and shit. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I start watching that shit. I don't watch that shit. I watch it now to fuck with people and, you know, win money and shit. <laughs> Bitch. This guy reminds me of Shannon Briggs. Let me tell you what sports and entertainment came from. It's an old Roman practice, man. It's called bread and circus. If you look up the term bread and circus, you probably shit a brick. And it's going to say it to make the people docile. And then you look up the word docile and you shit another brick. <laughs> yeah, man, it's called bread and circus, man. Giving people entertainment and food to keep them docile. And then we look up the word docile, it's going to say willing to accept uh, willing to accept uh, um, well, boiling down, willing to accept a motherfucker telling you to do something and you do it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Hey, wait! I got a great. I'm gonna send this guy into such an. He, he it's it's a rabbit hole of a book. Kason, how would I pronounce his name? Is it Muir Seven? Mur Seven? Mur Seven. Mur Seven. There's a book titled Propaganda, and the author is a gentleman by the name of Edward Bernays. And he wrote that book, I want to say, in 1936 or 37. Now, what makes it so interesting is that Edward Bernays is the nephew of Sigmund Freud. So if, if you obviously like the topic that you're trying to pull us into... I think you'll find that book very interesting. It's called Propaganda, and Edward Bournays is, is the author. But now, here's our closing predictions. I say Kansas City loses in New England today, and I say the Giants win by 15. Wow. Woo. I like that. I like that. Who you think scores the Giants game? I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see Hyatt. Hyatt's going to come out and get two touchdowns today. Okay. Ugh. 
And I think Bobby Okereke continues to have an absolutely phenomenal season for Big Blue. That's my boy, Stanford Stand Up. I love Bobby Okereke. Hell yeah. Hell of a good player. Hell of uh, a good player. Uh, food for, quick so food for my thought. final thoughts. Go ahead. Go ahead, Hill. No, yeah, I was I was gonna do a little quick final thoughts. My my final thoughts. It's all about the the New York Giant football team. How how New York it is to find a pure Italian quarterback to save y'all seasons, and he's from <laughs> New Jersey. His agent looks like <laughs> it just looks like Henry Hill's uncle that has been <laughs> with the mafioso. Like that is so New York. I'm so glad that like that is happening and that is the story. That's all. Those are my final thoughts and I'm gone. So I, I well, got you know three major upsets today. You know what they say where I'm from? There's two people in this world, Italians and everybody that wants to be Italian. <laughs> yeah, it's true. They do say that. <laughs> all right, so my three major upsets for today. I got the Giants over over the Saints. I got the Buccaneers over the Packers, and I got the Jets over the Dolphins. So I just parlayed parlay that to win $160. So that, nice. that's what I got. I got three major upsets today. Nice. Um, for my closing thoughts, um, if you're if you're um, Jim Harbaugh and Bill Belichick, heed my words. If you're Jim Harbaugh, I'm going to the NFL because I'm. You're, we're hearing a lot about they're likely going to suspend him again after um, heading into next season, and I don't 100%. want that headache. Um, and I don't want that headache. The NFL. I know he's been wanting to go back to the NFL. Um, I feel like if he does, um, Sharon, Sharon Moore would be a great replacement for him as the next successor for the Michigan job. And if you're Belichick, if you do consider the, um, the college ranks, there's, a, there's one team, or there's another team, but the, the other team's not going to happen. There's one team I think people should consider because Bill Belichick, at this stage of his career, he's done everything that he can possibly imagine to accomplish in the NFL. But there's one team I feel like Bill Belichick should consider, and that's the Naval Academy. If those are people that don't know, Bill Belichick loves the Navy. He, he's a, he's a military guy. He's a military guy, and he loves the Navy. I believe the past three Army-Navy games on college game day, he's been the guest picker. Him and Lee Corso have a really strong relationship because of their ties to the military. And if you told Bill Belichick that I could go to the Naval Academy and not have to deal with the headache of the NFL no longer and coach real men who, um, who give their lives for our country and coach them up in, in football and lead them on to their next phase of their journeys, Bill Belichick to the Naval Academy, I feel like that could happen. That's what I'm saying. That's the, that's the most brilliant thing I've ever heard on sports on stereo. I'm being, I'm being dead serious because PJ's right. Bill Belichick got his coaching start with his father at the Naval Academy. His father was also a coach on that staff where Bill started with. And you know Belichick would do something stand up like donate his entire salary to military causes. And that and listen, that's the perfect out for him. If you were gonna write a script, like go back to where it 
all started and have have more of an influence on these men. That's but kudos, PJ. Kudos, ma'am. That that would be brilliant if that happened. All right. Can I say one more thing? Sure. You could say two. Good since so I have you, <laughs> thank you. Uh, since I have you here, uh, Biggie, uh, PJ, and uh, Kason already knows we made a TikTok and we made a YouTube. We're trying to expand our brand and kind of grow this um, this brand of Phase One Sports Up. So just to let you know. Guys, if you're listening, follow us on TikTok at Phase One Sports and on YouTube at Phase One Sports. Be sure to listen to our shows, Phase One Sports on the NFL and the Hangover Show. Thank you, guys. That's all I got. That's awesome. Ever growing. Kason, why don't you kick us out with these last two messages? I know they'll be entertaining. All right, let's, let's play these last two. Hi, man. Hi, man. I can't pull y'all into no propaganda, man, because you're already in it. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> I've heard of him. Uh, I've read a couple of his stuff and a whole lot of other people's stuff and shit like that. Uh, yeah, man, but uh, it's all fucked up, man. <laughs> hey, man. Uh, most of the teams today that don't have pretty, don't have good records are going to win. I just tell y'all that. Because there's no need for them to lose because they ain't going nowhere no way. You know what I'm saying? Uh, the slots have been picked already. Yeah, you know I mean? Are the Giants part of the slot? That's all I need to know. <laughs> hey, morning, 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 morning to my guys at Phase 1 Sports. What's up, Biggie? What's going on? And Clay, Ill Intellectual, and Scorpio. What up with you? Happy Sunday. What up, though? Ball up! Football's up in about football's up in about seven minutes, man. Hey, it was great to get back on the air with you guys, man. No, I'm excited to get back on tonight with, with Wicked Biggie. If you free, PJ. Oh yeah, free. We can, yeah, yeah, we yeah. Send me, yeah. send me an invite, man. Definitely, definitely. We can We'll be back tonight, guys. Just make sure that you catch us. Everybody have a blessed Sunday. I'll talk to y'all later. Everybody be safe and have fun. Listen All to right, us peace. on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get podcasts from. Spotify. Yeah. The world. All right. We'll see you guys later tonight. Peace.